And we welcome you to the Monday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. I'm really happy that we can begin the week and begin today's program uh, with two people that I know from Carthage College, Sarah Gorky and uh, Rebecca Winberg. And they are both part of Carthage's Aspire Center. And we're going to be finding out about the mission of the Aspire Center and about the Aspire Conference, which is going on at Carthage both today and tomorrow, in which uh, an impressive array of impressive uh, Carthage graduates are brought back in one way or another uh, to Carthage to speak with current students and to help kind of give them some some guidance and inspiration in terms of of planning for uh, exciting futures of their own. Sarah Gorky is director of the Aspire uh, Center, and uh, Becky Winberg is uh, manager of communications and special projects. And uh, the two of them, I think, are working as co-chairs of the Aspire Conference going on today and tomorrow. And we welcome both of you to the morning show. Thanks for having us. Hello. Good to be, uh, good to be with you. And uh, we are Recording this, by the way, on, on Friday morning, uh, so you aren't right in the thick of the conference itself, but obviously uh, on the eve of it, I'm sure you're incredibly busy, so thanks for making time for this conversation. Sarah, a quick word from you first in terms of when the Aspire Center was created and why, the essential purpose it, it serves. Absolutely. Um, and so just for clarification, I'm the Director of Career Exploration and Design. Our head of the Aspire program is Lisa Hinckley. Um, and so there's a team of us uh, in the Aspire Center since about 2019 that have been at the helm of redesigning what our students experience here on campus. The Aspire Center is our version of helping students build not just a professional life, but a personal life that truly prepares them for not just these four years on campus, but beyond. So for the last several years, we have been building a set of programs and opportunities and redoing how the traditional career services model looks like on our campus. So from day one, even when students are in the admission pipeline and curious about Carthage, we help support them and help build their understanding of their own personal skills, interests, and values, and how that might impact their choices moving forward. We have uh, built a variety of programs, but the Aspire Conference is in its third year, our third annual Aspire Conference, um, and it's our big signature event to kick off the year, really wanting to make sure our students feel supported within their first weeks on campus and beyond. So help us understand the distinction between kind of the old traditional model of career counseling at a college versus what you are doing and, and maybe a couple of tangible examples of the specific things that you offer that uh, 10 or 20 years ago would probably not have even been considered within the auspices of something like career counseling. Sure, I'll start and then I'm gonna actually pass it over to Becky. Um, the traditional career services model is not bad necessarily, but we were seeing that most students did not take advantage of the resources we have until about their junior or senior year when uh, it got real for them about needing to get a resume, for example, or a cover letter in the traditional sense. And we know that by that time, it's simply too late. 
it's just too late for them to build a cache of understanding to leverage our alumni network, our community partners. And so the Aspire Center meets that challenge and, and gets it to them earlier. And one of our brand new programs we have on our campus this year, and Becky can speak way more intimately about it than I can, is our new MAP program for our students. Yeah, and so our, our new MAP program, it stands for My Aspire Plan. And basically it's an online app for students to track and progress their experiential learning opportunities. Um, so it builds a record, but there's also different achievements and competencies that they're developing through this program. Um, so when a student is working on their resume at 2 a.m., they can log into their MAP and, and not be lost and not have to start from a blank page. And so it walks them through a guided process, and they can also win some pretty fun incentives and, and gamify the experience. Um, but it, it provides a space for reflection um, and also to remember all those amazing things they did back their freshman year as they're a senior writing a resume. Wow. Do you think there are certain departments uh, on campus in which this kind of model works especially well? And for instance, the, the MAP program that you were just describing, uh, that fooled in very, very naturally and effectively, uh, while for others, maybe is it a little more awkward fit? Or by and large, do you think this is something that potentially can serve every single Carthage student, no matter what field they are uh, planning to enter? So in, in my role, and this is Sarah again, I actually serve undeclared students mostly. That is That is my purview. And so and so with that being said, every student can benefit it from it because even undeclared students who don't know where their pocket is necessarily yet on campus have to go through that spirit of reflection and that spirit of identification in order to find out where their, where their talents and skills are honored. And so wherever they end up trickling into or out of, that, that honors that spirit of, of reflection that we provide at Carthage anyway. Um, traditionally, of course, you can make a, a justification for some departments acknowledging uh, resumes and cover letters more uh, pipeline, um, but we think it benefits everybody, and we've seen amazing engagement so far with our students being very excited about it. Very good. What difference do you think it makes to be involved right from the outset, and what would you say is the most important role that the Aspire Center is playing with those students who have just arrived and are, are probably, in many cases at least, nowhere near ready to be thinking about what they most tangibly want to do after, after college. What, what is the most important role that you play for those students very early in their Carthage career? That's a good question. I, I, I will say that I think the most important role is that we are a familiar face that we provide them a sense of belonging and community. We have the ability to have established over the course of their four years, a trusting relationship with them and help see them learn and grow and have a safe space for reflection. We provide them that community that they don't have when they come in and transition into their time on Carthage. We're an immediate friendly face for them. Hmm. How is the uh, Aspire Center positioned in relationship to what we think of as uh, those that offer them kind of ongoing uh, 
registrational assistance and guidance and so on the the advising center the advisors that they have academically are they under your purview or are you under their purview or do you work in cooperation so at Carthage, we have what's called a holistic advising model, and it's a both and sort of situation. My role in particular, I actually do academically advise the undeclared students and work very closely with our registrar's office and helping ensure that our undeclared students um, make some intentional choices to make sure they're persisting through their, their academic journey. But it's it's all um, connected, right? We um, work with our faculty, but at the end of the day, we're just one piece of a very larger puzzle happening at Carthage to support our students. For those of you just joining us, I'm speaking with Sarah Gorky and Rebecca Winberg, who are both with the Aspire program at uh, the Aspire Center at Carthage College. And uh, we are about to talk about their third annual Aspire conference, which is actually occurring today and tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, Sarah, uh, just say a word about why this was created uh, in, in the first place and, and what it's been like to see it kind of evolve and grow over the last three years. Sure. So uh, part of Carthage's mission and vision is to really educate expansively and integrate regionally. And so this was one of President Swallow's visions for our campus when he came on board and as the Aspire Center was coming to fruition. And we really want to welcome our community to join in what our students um, are experiencing and what our alumni are able to contribute back and really engage in these essential developmental and life skill building opportunities. So this is our third year, as you mentioned, our first year was fully in person. Um, last year, of course, we had to uh, pivot to a strictly virtual platform. And this year we get to make the best of both worlds. So mm -hmm. we have a variety of in-person experiences and uh, live streamed opportunities for our community members to engage in if they don't feel comfortable or aren't able to come to our campus over the course of, con of the conference. And they can tune in by going to live.carthage.edu. Overall, we have 20 plus programs and sessions taking place. Wonderful. And it sounds like Rebecca uh, Winberg, you've been uh, on the ground floor in terms of putting the conference together and I assume issuing invitations and so on. Tell us a little bit about that process of sort of trying to think about who should come and what kind of stories would be most uh, potentially valuable uh, to those at attending the conference. Absolutely. With our uh, notable and amazing alumni and community out there, we had an abundance of ideas. And so it was more about how do we scale back and be really focused and sticking with our theme. And this year's theme is you are here from aspiration to action. Um, last year, we were kind of disconnected with the um, with the pandemic. And so now we are back on campus. We are here together. And so we really wanted to acknowledge that as you are here. And we're so glad you're here. And and then from the aspiration to action, um, we're helping students acknowledge that they they don't have to do it by themselves. They we can help them one create their idea, but then like let's make a plan together, and then help you do that. Um, and so we started with looking back at our learning goals and deciding where we wanted to connect the sessions and experiences back to those goals and our and our core. Um, values of creativity, leadership, professional development, um, and, and entrepreneurship. And so um, these connections are really explicit. And we also 
try to connect directly to our courses um, so that the, the faculty can infuse this conference within the things that they're already doing in their curriculum. Um, and so with our alumni, uh, for instance, we have Javen McGinnis, who is leading the charge of our 75 years of black excellence. Um, and he was so involved on campus. And so this is uh, an alumni leader that we want our students to get to know. And we know that he can help um, open doors for them. So tell us a little bit about how this conference is put together. I mean, is it kind of a schedule? Do things happen at appointed times? Is it a little more free-flowing than that? Uh, give us kind of the sense of the structure or framework of it. You bet. So it kicks off on, on Monday night tonight um, with a creative space where the students are just getting hands on and playing um, because we think that creativity is important. It expands our, our minds. And so we have Hot Mess Studio from Kenosha coming in to do some splatter art. Um, we have Make Your Own Custom Swag and just being really intentional to have some fun, which is not a normal keynote experience of a conference, right? Um, and then uh, the next day on Tuesday, we kick off right away from 8 a.m. and we go all the way through the evening and same with Wednesday, but with all different types of sessions. So the students are waking up when we're having breakfast with them on their way to class and chatting with their career specialists. Um, for lunch on Tuesday, we have Adrian Hoyt um, from CNN, who's doing a session about Uncharted. Um, she started as a, uh, a religion major and is now a VP at CNN, which is an uncharted path. Um, and so we're really excited to have our students meet Adrian. Um, we also have Kate Colbert, who is a best-selling author and entrepreneur, um, coming for the next day for lunch. Um, we also have our local friend, Carolyn Frisch, um, who's with the United Way of Kenosha County and working with our, our undeclared students of just talking about like, what is your journey and what do we want that to look like and how to help them. Um, and we also have uh, Caroline Riley, who is an alum, who is from Google. Um, we have these powerhouse alums at Carthage that we want our students to know about. Um, and they're just so humble and kind and want to give back to our students in our community. Um, and lastly, we have another local name, um, Charmaine Harris, who, you know, was an ex-felon and has totally reinvented um, his life. And he received a full ride to Carthage, got his master's degree, um, and he's talking about using resources and how to carve your own path. Um, and so it is, it is a powerhouse schedule. There are sessions that um, can be live streamed for our community, but our community can also come in person. Um, so we're, we're really excited to have the best of both worlds in this situation. So what happens at each of these sessions? I mean, is it kind of the same, but the guest is different? Or are each of these very distinct experiences? I mean, and are they giving a speech and then answering questions? Or, uh, or, or are these laid out in kind of different ways? I mean, depending on who the guest is and and what they have to share. It is all across the board. We really want to honor the strengths of our alumni and our community 
partners. There are some um, amazing workshops planned. For example, the session with Caroline Riley, our alum from Google, she's leading a session called I Am Remarkable, which is actually a Google-sponsored workshop. So break out into small groups, specifically working with confidence building for women and underrepresented populations, very dynamic, very engaging. We have some um, smaller breakout sessions. We have some panel conversations with Q&A with current students and alumni. As Becky mentioned, we have these lunch sessions where you can come and get free food and listen to our keynote speakers. So there really is something for everybody. I think it's also important to honor and acknowledge that our campus is still fully in session during this time. Our students are going to and from their academic courses and extracurricular activities. So we've built it for them to come when they can and leave when they have to. And no matter when or if they can engage, they will get something from it. So we encourage our alumni to have these dynamic conversations throughout to make sure that our students really are experiencing the most bang for their buck when they're able to come and engage in the conference itself. Yeah. So help us understand the piece about the outer community, outside community, taking part in this, partaking mm -hmm. or uh, observing it in one way or another. Uh, what do you see as the, the purpose of that? I mean, obviously, this is conceived primarily with Carthage students in mind to serve them. Uh, in what way do you see this serving the community or being of interest to the outside community? There's a real element of um, Carthage is part of the Kenosha community, and our students can't stand alone and learn everything from just this insular set of experiences. We want our community to feel like they can engage and integrate with us. And we see true value in an intergenerational component of this. In fact, we've also sent out invitations to regional and local guidance counselors and high school students to encourage them to engage with us as well. So we can have a full gamut of experiences because no matter where you're at on your journey, these are transferable skills and understandings that will mean different things to different people at different times. But at the core of it, they're essential to what we are at Carthage and what the Aspire program is also. Hmm. Nicely put. So, Rebecca, talk about uh, how the invitation was received from some of these heavy hitters. Uh, I mean, alumni who have gone on to do great things and are having, I'm sure, incredibly busy lives. Uh, has it been a challenge to kind of rope people like that in or or at least for the most part, have they eagerly in, embraced this possibility? And for that matter, is it challenging for them to help them understand what this Aspire conference actually is, since it <laughs> seems to be something relatively unique? Yeah. Oh, gosh. When we put out the invitations, they all eagerly accepted. Um, and we're just so excited to come back to campus. Um, one, to, you know, see their residence halls and see how the campus has evolved and changed, um, but also to celebrate their time at Carthage and be, to be able to give back. Um, although they are heavy hitters, um, they are, are humble and they're Carthaginians. And so they, they have already been living the Aspire journey. Um, and so it's, it's these lived uh, Aspire, I'll say, testimonials of like, this is the this is how this happens and this is the 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 progress um and so they 
uh, when working with, for instance, Carolyn Riley, she just, she's like, fill my day. How can I, how can I do all the things? Um, I just want to participate and have fun and, and help students. At the end of the day, they just want to say, let me raise my hand and help the students. Very good. Um, we should just look back for a second. What was it like last year when the Aspire conference had to be entirely virtual? Um, and how did it end up going? So we 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 looked really long and hard at some uh, digital platforms that could support the uniqueness of the Aspire conference. We did not want it to feel traditional. We did not want it to feel cut and dry. We found an awesome platform that we're actually continuing to pull into this year's conference too, to have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that both and experience of in-person and virtual. And we ended up having amazing engagement. We had around 300 students and community members engaged throughout the course of the conference last year. Again, a powerhouse lineup of alumni and community speakers. And we had a wonderful time. It's been really exciting to see over the course of these three years on campus, already the culture and climate changing and the vernacular changing on our campus of understanding that this is what we do now in fall. This is a thing that happens at Carthage, the Spire Conference. And so we were really proud of our efforts last year, but we didn't want to keep it all virtual this year because we also know how powerful the energy of in-person can be. Hmm. So what is roughly the proportion in terms of what's happening this year virtually versus in person? Everything is in person, but there are a select few opportunities that will be live streamed. And again, you can go to live.carthage.edu to see that full lineup of virtual speakers. Our lunch sessions with Adrian Hoyt from CNN and Kate Colbert, the best-selling author, are both being live streamed. In addition to a few other key sessions, including Caroline Riley from Google on Wednesday afternoon. So we wanted to encourage our campus community to come in person. Our larger community to come if you can, but also tune in if and when you can as well. Very good. So for people who want to do this, is there any cost involved or is this something entirely free and available to anybody? The conference is entirely free. Um, we received a, a large donation from one of our, our benefactors, Jan Tarble. And so this is the gift to the community. Um, and we want we don't want to have any barriers to people participating and engaging. Um, and so it's zero cost, but high impact. Very good. So again, uh, things are, are kicking off this evening with kind of a creativity celebration and then uh, a, a full schedule of speakers and guests over the next couple of days for this third annual Aspire conference uh, at, at Carthage uh, College. Sarah, could we just talk for a moment about uh, when Carthage students approach the finish line in terms of finishing up their four years? Uh, at that point, does the work of the Aspire Center begin to more closely resemble the traditional model of career counseling? Uh, and not, you know, not that that's a bad thing, but I mean, I mean, in a sense, does your focus change, or do you feel like through the course of the four years? Uh, your 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 purpose, your mission, and the way it is delivered, does that remain fairly consistent? I think it's a both and. I think for some, yeah, the, the reality kicks in where they do need resumes and they do need cover letters. But to Becky's earlier point about our MAP program, it, sh it shouldn't be a new conversation for them. It should be a 
a conversation that has been evolving and developing over the course of their four years here on campus. And, and when they when they cross that finish line and graduate, their time with the Aspire Center is not over. We still allow all of our alumni to retain total access to all of our resources and connections within the Aspire Center. So their time is not done. It may end up looking a little bit different, but hey, isn't that life? It, it changes and it grows and it evolves, but we are always here for our Carthage students and our alumni. Very good. Is part of the purpose of, of the Aspire Center to help more students successfully complete their degree program? I mean, to, in fact, make it to the finish line? Because, of course, that's a concern uh, at every institution of higher learning that I am acquainted with, uh, just making sure that as many that as, as possible who start are able to finish successfully. Yeah, career outcomes are obviously always at the forefront of, of what we want to acknowledge for our students. We also know that that sense of belonging is essential. And if they don't feel like they belong on our campus, they're less likely to persist and overcome. So we want to provide that sense of belonging for them. We also want to provide them with a toolbox of skills and and interests and acknowledgement of how to utilize that to the best of their ability. We know there's that statistic out there that in five to 10 years, 40% of jobs may not even exist and or will have radically changed. And so we want to prepare our students as best as possible to meet those challenges and that changing climate in order for the Aspire Center in Carthage and frankly, our greater community to be as successful as possible. Mm, very good. So, Rebecca, remind our listeners who uh, may be intrigued by what we've been talking about and who think they might want to be part of this, I mean, to take in some of what's being offered, uh, exactly where do they go and how do they go about uh, partaking of the Aspire Conference? Absolutely. They can head to the Carthage website at carthage.edu backslash Aspire and just click on conference. There's a really easy registration page and they're in. Hmm. And do people need a fancy kind of computer or a fancy kind of anything in order to uh, access this? Not at all. They can use their cell phone. There's an app that they can download or they can just use their cell phone um, through their, their normal browser. It's very easy and accessible. Very good. That sounds good. Well, uh, I appreciate this uh, chance to uh, catch up with both of you and to hear more about the third annual Aspire Conference at Carthage College, which again is kicking off tonight. Is that event tonight uh, intended basically for students only? Community are always welcome. Um, it, is, it is later in the evening around the student schedule, so it goes till 10 p.m., which many community members might already be in bed. Um, but anyone is welcome. Great. And then, of course, the full docket of speakers and presenters then over the next couple of days, Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, again, uh, at Carthage's website, you will be able to find all the information that you need. Sarah Gorky and Rebecca Winberg, it's been great to speak with both of you. Uh, best wishes with this third annual Aspire Conference at Carthage. And thanks again for being uh, part of the morning show today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us.